Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. All right, welcome to Into the Lab. We're kicking off an episode 48, recording from my beautiful home studio in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you to everyone following us on Facebook Live, and another thank you to everyone who listens to our show every week. I am your recurring host, Ernest Silva. Find me at The Sport Gene, and on all social platforms, you can find all of our guests today, and we'll introduce them next. Um, But this episode is going to be featured um, on a growing network, Blue Collar Media Group, and you should take a look at their website today. Tons of contents of, from your favorite teams and all sorts of media. That is www.bluecollarmg.com. But let's not keep you guessing who's joining us tonight. Let's cue the announcer and get the show on the road. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From Bali the commissioner of the ITL Dynasty League, wrestling expert and beverage connoisseur, Twitter handle, at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Good morning, fellas. Today, having breakfast of champions, Bali High, so ready for the show. (laughs) Excited to have you on, Dre, and I know we woke you up, but you woke up in fashion as usual. Appreciate you being on. From Winnipeg, the 2019 ITL NFL Pick'em Champion, fantasy football writer for Blue Collar Media and Time Skewed, host of the Institute of Drafting at the Phantom Jazzy is where you can find a Miles Bloomquist. Good day, everyone. I am not here to chat shit. I am here to play partial host for today's trivia segment, so I will be less, less abrasive today. <laughs> Miles going to behave. I've, got, I've seen everything. A couple of late comers coming to the show, obviously from Pittsburgh, lead hockey analyst and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain P-E-H, the man with the most interesting name in the world, Just Paul. He will be in later on tonight. And then, of course, from Boston, the host of Slightly Biased and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group as well, you voted and named him your general Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the general Steve Reisner will be on later as well doing his terrible takes. But uh, although thank you to our sports scientists that are on today, you might see some unfamiliar faces. Um, that's because you probably have never been introduced or if you have just once before. But first off, let's welcome a new sports scientist on the screen. The man who is everything video for Into the Lab, making his debut and representing Into the Lab in the home and home trivia. The wonderful Harlingen, Texas native. Give a warm welcome to Mark Guajardo. Uh, so <laughs> I don't really have much to say. Uh, yeah, I'm usually the guy that does. I'm usually behind the scenes making these like, edits. So uh yeah, it's pretty cool to be here. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for supporting my Twitter. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah, you're the man, Mark. You're, you're what makes us function, man. Thank you. And if you haven't watched any of the trivias um, or gone back and watched the videos, Mark has done a fantastic job. Gives you a scoreboard, puts egg on my face. If you haven't seen the last one, it's hilarious. Um, a lot of good stuff in there. So go see last week's trivia and then stay on for this week's trivia. It's going to be just as much of a battle. But these guys have been on our show before, making their comeback, featuring their podcast forte in today's episode of Gaming, Sports, and Just a Bunch of Bullshit, Buttholes Podcast, very own Gage is Rage. What's up? It's your boy, Gage is Rage. Uh, hopefully, I can join you guys for quite a bit, but uh, I can be a little chopper on that. Yep, it is a little choppy to say the least, but I think we got the gist of it. Hopefully it's clear as day when it comes to the trivia, but Gage's Rage, I'm absolutely going to say that every time I mention you. So we're excited to have you on here. But of course, last, certainly not, not least, a Lapster is represented every week on this show and all the way from Georgetown, Texas, a supporter and longtime friend of the show, Alec Mesa. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for having me here. It's really exciting, actually. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to have you on, buddy. It's going to be fun. So I won't let you guys guess what we're talking about. Um, if you don't know what Home and Home Trivia is, I'll go over that in a little bit. But just to tell you guys, there is a $25 gift card of your choice on the line later on in tonight's episode. So we really hope that one of you guys wins that and, and goes home with that. And it's not our ITL champion. Uh, but let, let's go ahead and dive into news around the NFL and the NBA. First off, we'll do some topics around gaming. Xbox and PlayStation is really, really where we're going to focus and then do our featured segment around uh, the trivia of esports and gaming as a whole. And lastly, Triple T's with Steve will bring in the comedy at the end. So before diving into the NFL, I did have some Into the Lab um, exciting news that I wanted to share with everybody. Um, a lot of changing things going into this COVID and, and quarantine time for sports because there hasn't been a whole bunch, but we're starting to kick back off. So as we get excited, we hope you do. Uh, one thing you can find that kind of goes with tonight's episode is that we do have a BCMG stream team. And that BCMG stream team does consist of a lot of ITL voices. You can find myself, Miles Bloomquist is on there, Kenny Cotterell is on there, uh, Reg uh, from last week's Labster listener. He's sometimes playing with us. And of course, the new sports scientist as well, Davis Cordova. We all play on this stream team and you can watch us live on Twitch. And our Twitch channel is uh, twitch.tv slash the sport gene. You can find us on there pretty much week, every weeknight possible. We're probably on there for a couple hours and then on the weekends a little bit more. So go follow us, be a part of the team. You can join our regiment and be a part of us when it comes to Call of Duty Warzone. Um, or if there's other games uh, like 2K20 that you want to join Kenny and his team or, or be a part of watching them, that, that's always great. So go follow us on there. Catch us on Twitch. It's, it's really fun, the interactions there. Um, another, another exciting thing is, is this trivia session. So we have our contestants for today's trivia. Um, you can be a part of that trivia team. You can come on here and represent the Lapsters if you're a listener. All you have to do is comment hashtag ELM in the comments of one of our social posts. And you put your name automatically in there to be a part of it. Or if it's something that's your forte, like baseball, gaming, football, then you can go in on www.thesportteam.com and send in a request. You can easily get your name put into the hat for that. All of our listeners have a chance to win. It's free and it's easy. Why not you? Now, with that being said, um, I was hoping Paul would be on by now. But Paul wanted me to make the announcement on behalf of Blue Collar Media Group that we're going to give four lucky people a chance 
to win a player jersey of their choice opening night or reopening night of the NBA season. So if you have a favorite player, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, any other Rocket that you possibly watch, okay, Jason Tatum, maybe LeBron James, that'll give you a chance to to uh, win their, their jersey and be a part of the show. All you have to do is comment on the secret word that Steve is going to mention tonight. So Steve will be mentioning a word after his terrible takes. Comment that word and and put on and like and retweet that post. That gives you a bit entry to be a part of that trivia contest reopening night of the NBA. So more to come on that later. We hope you're listening at that point. Bear with us, but let's talk some football. All right. So getting into our football news, I'd like to start off with the NFL uh, mainly the front offices and and Roger Goodell's decision on the season. So the NFL has been busy. They decided to cut back their NFL preseason games from four to two and cancel the Hall of Fame game. Miles is clapping already. We've been preaching about a smaller preseason for years. I mean, for me, at least a decade. Um, guys, is this a good or bad thing for the NFL in perspective of the season happening? a good thing because I think they were going to cut the preseason no matter what. I think they just finally found a reason to do it early because we know that during the CBA discussions they wanted to cut it down to two games but they couldn't do that until next year because of the fact that they're not going to expand the season until next season. So I think that they just kind of found a loophole with the whole, you know, we kind of got to cut it down because COVID, you know, we don't want to have so many games. All right, cut down two preseason games. There you go. Not a big deal. They probably just, you know, found that loophole to finally get that through this season instead of waiting a year. What about you? Do you think that it's a good or bad thing for the season, seeing that we're already cutting back three different weeks that the NFL was supposed to be on? Well, for the interlab uh, sports scientists, it's bad because I believe that you and Paul were going to meet up to we go were. to that Cowboys play. So. <laughs> there goes that. There goes that. But, uh, you know, it, 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 to me it really doesn't matter because – I mean, if you pay attention, the first two weeks of the preseason, none of the star players, you know, play anyway. So it doesn't really matter. And, I mean, I guess if you see it in a, on a safety perspective or whatever for players, it's better for them because it avoids, you know, any potential preseason injuries. Plus – uh, if Goodell is able to sell this for future seasons, then that creates a uh, better possibility for them, the owners selling that 18th, 19th, whatever game that they wanted to add. So, yeah, I, I, I think, for, I think from a perspective of the player safety and injuries, then yes, I absolutely love it. And we've been preaching it for years because we play so many weeks during the season that uh, why add two meaningless, two meaningless uh, weeks in the season um, or in the preseason? But because weeks one and four preseason, weeks one, you, you get one drive out of your starters, and that's really all you get. Week four, you don't even play them. And it's just really roster decisions, and you can still keep the same timeline roster-wise and still make those decisions. Um, it'll just be really interesting how the how the NFL will prepare this going forward if it's something that's liked by the fans it keeps us two more weeks in hiatus from seeing NFL action which uh, you know selfishly that stinks but um, when it comes to 
the NFL. That, that doesn't stop there with preseason news. Um, it, it, a recently developing story later in the afternoon of today, the NFL has announced they're going to be playing the Black National Anthem before week one games uh, as a symbol of being with the players and showing that symbol of unity. Um, does this help the NFL's image towards the Black Lives Matter movement after what has gone on with kneeling and, and the situations with different players in the league? And what more can they do um, if it does help? Sign Kaepernick. Yeah, that's, that's one. Yeah, well, they got, honestly, if they get Kaepernick back into the league, a lot of people will stop coming for the NFL. But, or at the same time, like, why did it take so long? All right. He, like, right. clearly it's going to be a whole PR thing. It's going to be so that way the NFL looks good that Kaepernick's back in the league. It's not going to be about that they actually want him back. But, you know, at this point, it look like you're already allowing kneeling. You're like, all right, go ahead, do your kneeling. All right, Black Lives Matter. Uh, anthem. All right, what else are we going to do? Get Kaepernick back in? All right, we, we've already gone against our morals, if that's what you want to call them. Um, so just put them back in. Uh, clearly, the owners don't care anymore. They just want to save face. Right, right. I mean, Kaepernick is one. I mean, there are plenty of others that, that, could, that are also being blacklisted, for lack of a better term, from being on a team. Uh, I, I agree with the players now, and we're going to talk NBA in a bit when we go over NBA news and what they're doing. Um, do you think that the, this is genuine from the NFL or is it more of a business decision because they know they've gone the wrong way on this starting oh, from the beginning? God, no, it's totally a business decision. If you think that any of these owners actually give a fuck, then I mean, some of them certainly, certainly do like as a Falcons fan, I'm super happy to be like a fan of the Falcons because of Arthur blank. I think that's a really genuine dude there. Um, I mean, you can probably go down the list of a lot of these guys. Uh, yeah. I think the Steelers owners are actually pretty good. Um, I mean, Robert Kraft's been shady in terms of his own deals, but I think overall he's like a, he's a good guy. He's got like the, you know, right political stance maybe. Um, but like guys like, uh, the, like the Texans owner, um, McNair or whatever. Yeah, when, he McNair's was, son. when he was around. Yeah. Like, or even McNair when he was alive, like it was just like that dude was terrible. I mean, like there's like, uh, if you watch uh, the Taylor Brooks show, she had Matt Barnes on the other day, and he was talking about how there's Donald Sterling's all over the NBA and NFL still. So if, you, if you've got that kind of, like, people still in the league, it's 100% a business decision. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one, one owner I wish I could, uh, I could uh, get some more information from or hear him more in the public eye would be Jerry Jones, as, you know, tied very close to that franchise. So uh, – haven't heard anything though in Dallas. Been pretty quiet this whole time, so I am uh, still awaiting more information from Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, still trying to figure out how to get Dak on uh, on moving on moving more into a long term deal there. Um, but I I really do believe that the NFL went the wrong direction. I think generally Roger Goodell does have that sense of urgency to show he is one with the players more and. Um, although that's going to piss off a lot of big time figures like president Trump, who's already aimed at the NFL for, for, you know, basically reversing their decisions from before. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out with the NFL and the president Dre. I, I know you've been a little quiet on this. You laughed at me when I mentioned Jerry Jones, but, uh, you know, how do you feel about, uh, certain things? I know you mentioned before the show and we're going to go to that next, the Washington Redskins having their own controversy. Um, there in Washington about their team name. 
Uh, talk to us a little bit about that and, and talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, your feelings on the, the Black Lives Matter movement and, and how that's being more into uh, the NFL and, and be more prominent this season. Well, for, first things first, uh, to me, I, I, I kind of get the Kaepernick interest, but I mean, if, if, if I was an NFL owner, I would actually offer him uh, a front office decision because the guy has been away from football for four to five years. And I mean, <clears throat> you usually see a player come back after one year from say injury or suspension or whatever, and he's not the same. Can you imagine four years away? And, you know, with the evolution of the game, I don't, I don't think adding Kaepernick as a backup quarterback or even third stringer would create any impact. However, to me, at least what I, you know, what I tried to understand about the overall message that the league wants to create and in regards to the NFLPA is to bring in black owners. So I'm not saying Kaepernick is ready to be an owner because hell no. But if he's in the front office and starts, you know, learning the X's and O's of that game, you could prep him to become an owner and he would be the perfect uh, you know, spoke spokesperson for the NFL in regards to the movement. So, I mean, that's what I would do. But then again, who the hell knows what what's going on in Roger Goodell's mind? So, it's true. he's probably going to convince maybe Jerry Gosh. <laughs> to Kaepernick and just put him as the third stringer or whatever. And, just be a publicity stunt, like Miles said. But uh, in regards to the Washington Redskins, uh, if people are not haven't seen the news yet, uh, basically uh, FedEx, who is the uh, owner of the rights for the name of the stadium, uh, has said that the Redskins need to change their name. And also, I think the CEO of FedEx is a minority owner or has a minority stake or something in the Redskins. And I think Snyder also requested for a new stadium or something. And they already told them that unless they change their name, they're not getting that new stadium. So I guess things are starting to heat up. But... To me, and personally, I kind of, I kind of slide with with Snyder on this one. I mean, they've been called the Redskins for over 20 years. Nobody gave a damn, and then out of nowhere, the past when when did this start? Like five years ago, someone said, "Oh, this is offensive." Okay, so <clears throat> I, 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 I'm, I probably, I'm probably not gonna. You know, not, not not really going to know what I'm talking about. But when the Redskins were winning and they were a winning franchise, the Redskins were, you know, the Redskins and they won they won a Super Bowl and let's praise the Redskins. Yeah, let's – but now because they suck and they've sucked for the last 
five to ten years, maybe that's why it's now offensive because you have a team that's, you know, pretty shitty and maybe now it's offensive because they don't represent, uh, you know, the name or the winning franchise or whatever. But personally, to me, I don't find out, I don't find why it's offensive. It's just, it's just a team. It's like, Whenever we go into the video game section of the podcast, uh, you know, Mario's offensive because he's an Italian plumber. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It's stupid. <laughs> so it's the Redskins, man. I mean, it's it's a team. It doesn't matter. It, it why is it offensive? But anyway, uh, I guess it's just starting to heat up, uh, bringing more heat on the NFL. You know. First the the kneeling, and now, like you mentioned, Trump is on them, and now yeah. I guess they're going to start with the names. Maybe the Chiefs will also turn out to be offensive. I don't know. I mean, they're not as but much I hot water think. as Facebook is, where they're losing tons and millions and millions of endorsement deals every day. But the NFL does have an enemy in President Trump, and you know what happens when Trump classifies you as an enemy. Bad things tend to happen there. Um, especially financially. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, now, I, I, you know, if, if you saw that the Washington Redskins decided to change their name, you know, in two years and they said they're going to call themselves whatever it may be, does that change anything for you? I'm going to open up to the whole group, right? Because even if you're not in football, Washington Redskins, you've heard the name once or twice. Does that matter to you if the Washington Redskins change their name? I'll jump in on this one here. I, I, honestly, it, it doesn't matter. I think the uh, the Redskins, the historical, you know, meaning of that of that uh, franchise, of that mascot, they did it the right way. They chose uh, a, a chief to represent the Redskin uh, character, you know, the the mascot, and I think they did it the right way. I think they're totally cool keeping the name and the the mascot. Now, let me ask you guys something. Now, if they change it to the Washington Sentinels and Keanu Reeves runs out and plans to flag in midfield for opening night, would anybody be opposed to that on this panel? Nope. No, no, no. No, no not at all. I, I, he, I'd like it even more if he came out there and he had the whole team come out, run with him, yeah. put the Sentinel flag oh, okay. on, on midfield. I mean, that would be epic. Um, Give me all the Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yes, all Keanu. All right. Well, let's 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 move on. Let's talk about um, some player transactions happening and some some big player news. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about it later when Steve comes on. But Cam Newton is a New England Patriot. Signs a one-year deal, five hundred and fifty thousand guaranteed. Um, now, if you are not biased, since none of us really have a stake in the Patriots and we don't hate them, well, we don't strongly dislike them. Well, we we strongly dislike. We str- well, yeah. There's, there, there, let's just try we, to be unbiased we, here. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go out back and when I say like, we fucking hate the Patriots around here. <laughs> so, Wait, really? so, fuck so, the Patriots. <laughs> do let let me ask you a two part question. Then let me go two parts here. One, does Cam Newton have the starting role week one? Yes. That's a yes from Miles. Dre, how do you feel about that? Well, uh, for the past <laughs> month or two months or whatever, Steve has been constantly reminding us how thin is the future and how 
they didn't need Andy Dalton and they didn't need Cam. So I think I'm convinced. <laughs> the Actually, for all of you guys that don't know, a historical moment happened on Twitter this week. I'll give you the spotlight, Dre. He admitted that he had been wrong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's kind of crazy if you think about it. That's more groundbreaking than the Newton signing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it, it was shocking. And uh, when it came to Cam Newton becoming a New England Patriot, I was ecstatic because I, I, I wanted to deliver the news so fast. But, Dre, I think you beat us to it, right? You, you, you put it in the chat right away. And you said, Cam's a Patriot, told you, Steve. And that, and that was like number one. That, that, yeah, Steve was headache on his face now. Um, but, but, okay, so let me ask you another question because I, I also think Cam is starter week one, even though he's getting paid less. I do think he has the talent. So does that, put, does that make it New England's division to lose again? Are they automatic division front runners because of that? Yes. So Miles says yes. Dre says no. Gage is rage is shaking his head. Hell no. And and I'm going to say no as well. I so, <laughs> I'm going to say no as well, but let me hear Miles first. Miles, give us the logic. Why is New England the front runner again? Let's look at it like this. Cam Newton is a fantastic quarterback. And Cam Newton had a really bad start to last year before he got fucking screwed over by the Panthers organization, got screwed over by injuries. It was really not transparent there. And it's, clear that cam was pissed off like he did not like he wanted to play but he did not want to play for that organization like they were they were freaking lowballing him super hard and it was hard to watch because even though as a falcons fan and i fucking hate the paper the panthers um i love Cam. <laughs> he's, he's a really really fun guy to watch i saw him at auburn i've gone back and watched him at auburn like he's he was electric there he's, he's been really good at florida too but what he's done since he's coming to the league as a physical monster is insane like a, a guy that can run at you being what is he six four 200 something pounds like no one wants to stop that and he doesn't get injured like aside from last year he remains pretty healthy throughout his career so i mean you could take that as a bad sign i think it's just a fluke i think it was just you know he finally got hurt big deal he's gone through surgery he's fully repaired he's pretty much been resting since the start of last year like he's gonna be a hundred percent week one and Stidham is not the fucking starter like let me tell you that right now I watched Stidham at fucking Auburn by the way which is where also where he played um Stidham is not a leader leader is um Cam Newton is a leader Cam Newton is what they need and if you saw with Tom Brady last year Tom Brady just needed to be a leader like Tom Brady was still pretty good last year like I mean obviously he's starting to go on the downward track he's 42 that's expected not a big deal but he remained that leader role he remained being that captain that's what you need again from a guy like Cam. You need that electricity. You're not going to get any electricity instead of him. Just ask Auburn. Every Auburn player and staff member about their run to the national championship with Stidham because it didn't even fucking happen. <laughs> now, I'm on the side of no, and for reasons I think that the Buffalo Bills are the clear favorites in that division. Um, and I do like what the Jets are doing. Uh, but, the, but the New England Not Patriots – I think do have some question marks uh, that they have to fill from the defensive side. And then uh, Sony Michelle has a question mark for me. The wide receiver core has a, has a, has a question for me. Um, so there's just a lot of question marks that did Tom Brady cover it up or were they carrying Tom Brady? We have to see that this year. I just don't think, I know they have Bill Belichick, but I just don't think they're the best team right now in that division. Dre, 
Gage's Rage, you guys agreed with me. Give me your thoughts on this. Don't let me hang it out in the wind. <laughs> I could I could agree with you uh, and Miles. You may think that Cam Newton is a good quarterback because he dominates the Atlanta Falcons two times a year, but uh, what he does against the rest of the league. Panthers haven't beaten us since 2018 or 2017. One of those two. <laughs> so, yeah, you can, you can continue. Oh yeah, we we ended their uh, undefeated season too. Yeah, all right, you can go. You can keep going. Miles got that Falcons flair. I believe he ended the year. Last eight, when he started up slow, and then he ended. Where was he overall? I, I don't think Cam Newton fits the the Patriots. Jared Dino is the guy that built a similar style player, and uh, I think he's got to compete for the starting job. I don't think it's just given to him, and I think he's got to earn it. Uh, but the the, the, the that division definitely runs through the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the defense is better. Josh Allen's up-and-coming quarterback and adds Stephon Diggs to the mix. You got to beat the Bills. Unless a monumental downfall happens for a team, which, I mean, the Patriots haven't gone through monumental downfall. They replaced their quarterback with another really good starting quarterback. They lost a couple defensive guys, you know, Deron Deron Harmon and Kyle Madnoy, guys who are good, but guys who are also made by the Patriots' defensive system. So – I mean, you can go off of that, whatever you want. So when you take a team that won the division and didn't really go through that much of a downfall and a couple changes, a couple big changes, but they don't necessarily have anything that is a true, like, fall off. Like, their defense didn't get traded, and now all of a sudden they're freaking got nothing there but a bunch of rookies. Their offense was struggling last year, but it's pretty much remained the same other than the quarterback change. You cannot tell me that that team cannot be the favorite after they won a division like that. No one can – it goes for any division. If you won a division and you don't freaking sell your team, then you're still a favorite for me. Dre, give me your elevator speech. Bill's Mafia, baby. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Dre's one-liner – is going to finish that segment off. Let's go ahead and give at least 20 seconds to the man of the hour, Antonio Brown, back in the headlines. Will he sign in Seattle? Will he not sign in Seattle? Boy, I wish Steve was on here so I could see his face. I think he's going to end up signing in Seattle. So I wanted to give this what-if scenario to my two guys that are still here. So, Dre, Miles, Antonio Brown signs with Seattle. You have DK Metcalf. You have – Antonio Brown, and then my favorite guy who I, for some reason, the name is escaping me. Bail me out. Um, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, yes. You have three guys that are very, very talented. Where do you rank that wide receiver core in the NFL? Got to be top 16. Definitely top half of the league. Like, you can't go beyond that. Antonio Brown, can he? I mean, like Dre said, most guys take a year off. I'd say Antonio Brown's had about two years off. Like, I mean, last season was a fucking disaster. So I think just, you know, Antonio Brown has had a lot of time off. Um, Deacon Metcalf's a rising star. You got to love what you see from him. Tyler Lockett, not a superstar, but definitely a guy who's really, really good. I would not complain to have Tyler Lockett on my team at all. Um, But he's not a wide receiver one. So if you put Antonio Brown there, you get a true wide receiver one. Lockett's your slot guy. DK Metcalf's your wide receiver two on the outside playing that huge physical monster. Um, Greg Olson. Fuck Greg Olson. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck him. 
He's a great guy. Fuck him, though. Um, but I got to say that that receiving core is got to be close to top 10, but it's like an unproven top 10. Yeah, I've got them top 10. I got them right at 10 in, in my, if I had to put it all together. Of course, I had time to think about it. Dre, what about you? What would you think that wide receiver core is? Top 10 in the league? Top 15 for you? You know, uh, even though on paper it looks like a very solid wide receiver core, let's not forget that Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. So if yeah. he does not let Russell Wilson go wild, it doesn't really matter. True. I mean, it actually it actually elevates the running game because Antonio Brown is a pretty good uh, run blocker. So to me, that's why you would bring him in, if, if any. So... Uh, actually, on the on the debate, if you would pick Josh Gordon or Antonio Brown, just because of the fact that Antonio Brown is a better run blocker than Gordon, I would definitely sign Antonio Brown. Just oh, hands down, hands down. I, I think Antonio Brown's a better talented receiver too, though. And, and and if I had to compare the two, so I would I would pick Antonio Brown anyways. Well, let's get off of the football field. Let's get onto the hardwood floor, and then we'll jump right into the rest of our crew talking about video games and some of the latest updates between PlayStation and Xbox. But let's talk about the NBA. The NBA had a big week, as we heard uh, a lot of updates coming from their restart or reopening in July. Now, NBA will have Black Lives Matters featured on the NBA court. They will also have the, uh, the players will have the ability to wear whatever names of the causes they support on their jerseys as well a huge ovation to the NBA and NBA PA for working together. Um, I love this approach. I just wanted to hear what you guys thought about the approach of the NBA trying to be still connected with um, the, the civil movements going on and with the NBA players um, and, and what your thoughts were on them. You know, I've always loved what Adam Silver's done as a commissioner. I think that's a, like the by far and away one of the best commissioners ever in sports. Like he's genuine. I think there's a lot of genuine feelings there. Um, Silver doesn't tolerate no bullshit, that's for sure. And what he's doing for the NBA right now, allowing these players freedom, not restricting them in any way, and just and, and not even like previously restricting them. Like, you know, the NFL, oh yeah, you guys can kneel now, it's all fine now. But uh, Goodell's taking it, or not, sorry, oh. Silver's taking that a step beyond, and he's letting these players have all the freedom they want. Uh, no restrictions, this is, this is our league. This is, you know, we have a platform here, you're allowed to use it. This is this is your platform as much as it's mine. So I love what Silver's doing. I love the freedom he's giving these guys. Agree. I know putting victims' names on the jerseys is where that line was put, and they're still debating if they're going to allow that. Dre, I, I think it's great for the NBA and, and a good symbol of unity across it. Do you agree with that? Yep. He says yes. He's going to enjoy those chips. That's fine with me, buddy. Let me talk a little bit about coronavirus because we haven't talked about it at all, or maybe I mentioned it a little while ago. But coronavirus, NBA announced that there are now 25 players that are testing positive currently on active, ros on active rosters. That's, that's relatively small if you think there's over 450 active players in the NBA. Um, does that raise any concern for you that we have jumped now up from 9 to 25 in two weeks? And does that put any fear in the fact that we're starting in three weeks with the with the first or, yeah, in, in three weeks with the first games at the end of the third week? Nope, that's a small number. That's a really really small number. If um if it was like over a hundred, yeah, I'd have a lot of concerns. But um no, that's good. Twenty five people. You're probably gonna have almost all those guys recovered by the time the league opens up. If not, 
like at least half. I got to think at least half of those guys recover and all of them recover by the time like, you know, playoffs start or something. Yeah, I agree as well. I don't, I'm not worried about that number yet. Although 25 of 450 doesn't scare me. If we're up to 75 of 450, two weeks before I'm going to start panicking. If we hit the hundred mark, I'm going to be saying it's probably not going to happen. So Dre, what about you? You agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a small number, but you know, you, you also got to be careful because all of those guys hang out. So right. you never know what might happen with, with the virus spreading out, but hopefully nothing will happen and the quarantine will work and whatever. So we'll I don't want to beat around a topic that keeps getting brought up all week on major sports outlets or sports media outlets, but the term of having an asterisk on this title keeps coming up, whether you're watching Fox Sports, you're watching ESPN, CBS, wherever you get your sports news, it's coming up over and over and over again. And I want to speak on behalf of myself and just state, I do not think this, this NBA title would have an asterisk if they were to come back, right? Um, and of course, you're, I know what Dre's thinking. It's not because I believe the Rockets are going to win the championship. It is because I believe that this is going to be one of the toughest championships you could earn on mutual playing court with no fans in the stands. But I will leave that up to Dre. Do you guys feel, I'll give you a one-liner, do you feel that there is going to be an asterisk on this championship no matter what? No, because everyone's on the same playing field. Yep. I agree. All right, good, Dre. For a minute there, Dre, I thought you just thought I was doing it because I'm a Houston Rockets fan. All right, this is where I really wanted to um, talk about the the NBA player acquisition. There's two big names that were signed this week. Maybe one's bigger than the other because it's my team. But let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, obviously, Avery Bradley, I thought was a huge blow for the Los Angeles Lakers not returning to Orlando. J.R. Smith has officially been signed by the Los Angeles Lakers, reuniting with LeBron James. We all remember the infamous offensive rebound that came back out to half court and blew uh, game one at, at Golden State. But does J.R. Smith move the needle for you guys in terms of the Los Angeles Lakers at all? I mean, he can fill that uh, Avery Bradley rule pretty well. He's a 3 and D guy. I think something underrated about J.R. is that he can actually play defensive player pretty good. Not necessarily to the length Avery Bradley can, but I think he's a better shooter than Bradley, so you get that uh, to the Lakers repertoire. That really saves their chances because as stupid as it seems, losing a guy like Bradley would be huge defensively, especially. So I like the pickup. Dre. <clears throat> that, to me, it doesn't really matter. Maybe he's just a minute guy. But like I said last week, I, I think the Lakers have enough depth in their bench to overcome the loss of Avery Bradley. And I would definitely move Danny Green to shooting guard. So the defense is still there. I, I think Green is even a better defender than Bradley. So there you go. Yeah, I, I know you weren't too huge that Bradley made, made a difference on the needle anyways, but I think J.R. Smith does add a different element of chemistry with LeBron. The lack of reps this year would be concerning for me, um, but, I mean, everybody's going to be rusty when they come back, right? I expect very sloppy basketball opening night um, all over again. But let's talk about a bigger acquisition, which was the fact that uh, Tabo Cephalosha decided he was not going to return to Orlando for the Houston Rockets. 
Um, not that he was getting a ton of minutes anyway, so that doesn't really matter. But Luke Mbamute is back with the Houston Rockets. What a huge signing no for Houston. No one cares, man. No one cares. Wow, man, there's I no love honest. for Luke man, on no this show. No one cares, man. No one cares. No, no one, like, no one actually gives So I don't even have to ask the question. forgot that dude was even a basketball player. So that doesn't even move the no, needle stop, for you no, guys. No, no, no. It Possibly matter. the best no, 3 and D player still left on the board. No, nothing. Um, Okay. Nothing for you. Right. Sure thing. Sure thing. I All think right. it moves the needle tremendously for the Houston Rockets. Just add more depth to that lineup. Just watch out, world. We're coming, we're Orlando. First rounded. Walt Disney World, where dreams come true. Look out for the Houston Rockets. You heard it here first. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. All right. Let's get to the main talk of the hour, which is why we have Mark and Alec with us here. Butthole's having some computer issues, and it looks like Alec's having some camera issues. So, Let's talk about um, video games and 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 really esports in general. Um, let's get to know you a little bit, Mark. I see you're on the screen. You have your sound going, your video going. Not everybody yeah. knows a whole lot about you, so let me ask you a question. What system did you grow up playing? At uh, home? Uh, well, growing up, it was always like the like the, the Super Nintendo, and then like well, basically Nintendo products. And then one, once I got to like middle school, I got an Xbox, and that's what I grew up on. But it's kind of this weird love-hate thing because I kind of got tired of Xbox 360 and Xbox One, so I went to PS4. I, I recently traded my PS4 for an Xbox One like three months ago. So I don't know. It's, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, in terms of gaming, that's, I, might, I primarily use my Xbox One I, uh, I'm more into, uh, I still have, I have a Switch, but I mainly primarily use that for uh, Super Smash Ultimate. I'm more into, in terms of esports, that's my main, like, fanboy is, like, I, <laughs> I, I'm a big fanboy for that. Like, I like, I like, I like, uh, I like the competitive, competitiveness, and I like the gameplay and everything about it. So, yeah. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot. What is your favorite arcade game? Like just a, like an old school arcade system? Old school, or? old school arcade. One you'd play in the Peter Piper Pizza or one that you would play at the movies. Uh, it's either uh, House of the Dead or uh, or The Simpsons uh, arcade oh, game. Oh, The Simpsons. That's definitely, that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. And then what is your favorite home video game? Very nice. Uh, hmm. Honestly, I mean, I'm going to sound like, because I have an Xbox, I guess that's the primary, like the main reason why I got it, Halo. I mean, that's why, I mean, okay. I know. Good say, choice but... again. Oh. <laughs> you got Mark. Miles, Miles, you Miles is with Mark. you on this one. Yeah, you guys, oh, cool. you guys might be best friends. Alec, Alec, now you're joining us. You're from Georgetown, but you're also from Harlingen. Yeah. Uh, very, very long time friend. And so uh, tell us all a little bit, what game system did you grow up playing? I can't hear you. Alec, can you hear me now? Yeah, okay. Ask again. Uh, what what system did you grow up playing with? I started with the NES and then uh, kept going with Nintendo products till about the Xbox came out. Well, actually, it was the war between PS2 or Xbox. I chose Xbox first, and I had that. Uh, made the switch to PS2 in about 2004. And so I've just been PS2 ever since. I did try getting an xbox one once when they first came out but i didn't like it very much 
So, yeah. yeah, I am a PlayStation homer myself. I never switched. I stuck with it. It's kind of like having Time Warner Cable. It just never, never stopped. I just kept going. With... <laughs> but uh, okay, Alex. So I'm gonna ask you the same questions. What, what are, what is your favorite retro arcade game or arcade arcade game you go out and play? There was three. Um, first was House of the Dead. Uh, second was the X Men arcade game. Oh, the uh, classic. Yeah, and then there was one I always remember. Uh, it was called Hyperdrive, some space racer from way back when. Uh, I actually found videos of it on YouTube a while back. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I just remember sitting in the seat and then hitting the boost and all the stereo sound coming at you, flashing lights, everything was great. So so those three there. Classic, classic. And what about your home video game? What's your favorite home video game? Right now it's De uh, Destiny 2. Destiny 2. Destiny yeah. 2. All right. Anybody else? Miles liked that choice too. Miles is having a hard time picking who his favorite is for the trivia. So. Oh, it's Mark. It's already Mark. <laughs> oh, Mark's got it. Okay. That's oh, nice. dang. Okay. Oh, okay. Dang. No. Oh, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Mark, Mark likes all my, my tweets faithfully. Like, I, I've got so much bias for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mark getting some bias love. Now, we lost Budhole, but we expect him to come back on. So, Rage, Gage is Rage. Yeah, Gage is Rage should be back on. But while you guys were talking in the midst in the background, we already introduced you before, but Just Paul has joined the group. Want to make your introduction, buddy. Welcome to ITL episode 48. Or Paul can just be dead. He might be just dead. <laughs> just Paul is just dead. Hold on. All right, I got to figure this whole car thing out. I got it. I got it. I'm on the road. Country roads take me home right now. Uh, hello, boys. Hey, Paul. Got, glad to have you on, buddy. We're just we're just about to talk one of the biggest debates we've ever had on ITL on what is better so far, the PS5 or the Xbox Series S. I think I said that right. X. Yes. X. 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 I'm a, yeah. I'm a PlayStation guy through and through. <laughs> so, so Paul Paul has his choice. I, I'm I'm going to to start this off first. Now I want to I don't want to go too in the weeds because we don't have. Uh, actual visuals that are going to show us different specs and models and whatever. But Mark, you've yeah. got you've got the PS5 release. You have the new Xbox Series X release. What just from the beginning specs and design and and graphic wise, which which system comes out right out the gate being the better system? Uh, being unbiased, I would. I mean, as much as it's weird to say, uh, the PS5. Um, in terms of look, it's a lot more visually pleasing compared to the Xbox Series X because the Series X, just, it's just a giant box. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, when it comes to uh, the PS5, the only reason I'm giving it like all this, like it, it being a better system, is primarily obviously the games. When they had, they had a presentation a couple of weeks ago and most of the exclusive games for the PS5 and, stuff that, and some stuff that weren't really exclusives, but they did at least show it on the playstation uh live stream but uh so most of the games were very like surprising or interesting like the like spider-man miles morales um that was honestly the only reason why i got a ps4 and in the minute i was done with the game i just switched back to xbox but yeah. uh, as, as dumb as that sounds <laughs> <laughs> as dumb as that sounds that's the only reason the, the minute i completed that game 100 percent, i was like all right i'm going back to xbox um but that resident evil um yes uh, yeah right yeah it looks oh. really good oh my I was so, fucking god i'm so excited for that shit. <laughs> dude same like i <laughs> that trailer really surprised me i i mean 
it was really cool. Part of me was a little bit like I, I didn't know what it was, and there is I, I really love horror games, so I was expecting at least for them to announce uh, Silent Hills being back, but I know that got canceled a couple years ago. But oh, but I guess my main thing is primarily the games is what's winning a lot of people for the PS5. Even I want it, or, or at least the uh, the digital version of it, because there's two different versions of the system. Right. And, and uh, I mean, I want it, but I'm waiting for um, what Microsoft is going to present. I know they're going to do a semi-small version of E3 later this month, and um, and I, uh, it's hard to it's hard to say this without sounding like a Microsoft shill or a, or all about Halo, but there hasn't <laughs> been any. Okay. My assumption, and I don't mean to go on ramble on this. No, this is I, your thing. So I had a talk with my brother, ironically, about it today, because there hasn't been any gameplay for Halo Infinite. There hasn't been any Xbox exclusives announced. And my whole presumption is that maybe during E3 this year, um, or their, their, their version of, their, of the Xbox Series X presentation, they're going to present the Xbox Series S, which is like a you know it's like a cheaper version of the system more likely it's just another digital one but i'm expecting them to announce like um to be th that big all like let's show the gameplay footage for halo infinite because that's going to be the uh the launch uh game for it and not even just halo but i'm expecting like other stuff like i don't know like gears of war 6 maybe uh, a couple of cool uh like a couple of cool uh Forza games. I don't know. I'm just trying. I guess there is no reason for me to presumptuous, like to for me to think they're going to do that. But I feel like nothing's really winning the Xbox system, and I feel like this is the only way they could probably like win back uh, players, including me. So I don't, I don't <laughs> it's know. I mean, I'm literally, I'm literally going off a small theory and it's not even a theory it's just stuff that i've seen on twitter and conspiracy theories right there that's, that's yeah yeah so but that's just me uh but as to go to your original question the ps5 but i am very leaning towards the xbox series x to win i really hope um at least this the series s looks nicer and i hope they present like at least a couple exclusive stuff like um just to say one more thing like i know i already said silent hills but I feel like adding in an exclusive game that is a rival to the PlayStation 4, because PlayStation 4 had Death Stranding and a couple of really cool, like, original games. If Xbox were to do their fucking bomb, though. Yes, <laughs> no, did. no, it no, it sucks. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's it sucks. <laughs> or, you know, from what I've heard, it's it's whatever. I haven't, I can't say it sucks because I haven't even tried it. But from what I've it's seen, it's just a lot of story and not a lot of gameplay. That, yeah. that's kind of the downfall of it yeah like the like uh like last of us part two uh a lot of people really don't like that game and i guess what i'm trying to say is like if xbox were to have their own original game that's a similar style but one that's fun that alone will actually get a lot of people like on board and if you were to get like a like a i don't know like an old game that people haven't heard like haven't remembered and forever like fatal frame or something it would be like wow you know like they would want to they would want to get the system or at least try it out 
But yeah, that's so, but I think they're so, banking on Halo doing that for them. I don't think they they would have to create the game like that. I mean, once Halo comes out, everybody's gonna move moving back to the Xbox. But Halo Five sucked so bad. You're, yeah, I, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Like I, I know I've been saying like Halo this, Halo that, but Halo Five sucked so bad, and it was came out like five years ago. And the thing is, we haven't had a new game in Halo since like Halo Wars Two, and that's like a strategy work type game. But that, that's I guess, why. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I'm going back and forth on that. Like I I firmly believe that that game is going to be the one thing that's going to bring a lot of interest to it mm-hmm. at the same time i guess it is kind of at least kind of weird you know I, I i don't know i guess i'm going back and forth on things i'm literally so so yeah. all in all though playstation 5 right now has your bid as being the better system yeah right now okay right now for the until, moment for until microsoft has their chance i i'm completely biased i am all for the ps5 but i won't even get my input on here because i'm so biased on it it's like <laughs> steve talking about his new favorite quarterback cam newton Alec, so you you sat there qu- patiently and quietly, and and then you you chimed in. But so you had, you have to take the systems right now: PS Five or Xbox Series X. PS Five. PS Five for Alec. You have any reasons why? Are you going to stick to the PS Five gun? Well, I I mean, uh, you know, it has every everything I like, and it looks really nice. I mean, that's all I can say for right now. I don't know much about specs, but I like how it looks, and I know what I can play on it, so that's good for me. I, I personally want the PlayStation 5 with, with the actual disk drive because I, I'm hoping that the PS5 can be a 4K player. It is. It is. Disc, disc yeah. and everything, correct? Yeah. PlayStation and Xbox are... Because the, PS, the PS4 Pro can play 4K if it's digital, but it will not play a 4K disc. Yeah, is everything's that... going to be 4K. Except is the X Series going to have the HD DVD player? It's all 4K. They're all 4K. All right. Yeah. I'm yeah. sold. Play yeah. Under 5 easily yeah. for me. Yeah. This is the winner. The, the one thing that's really cool about the PS5 is that if you get the disc one, you can even play PS4, PS3, and PS2 games in that. It's, it's backwards compatible. Sold. Yeah. Sold, yeah. sold guys. Not for uh, they, that, the disc part. Money. Not for me. I mean, I'm, I'd rather go digital. And if I wanted to play previous titles, I'll just do the PS now. But I mean, I don't even have decided to do that yet. Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on. To interrupt you guys, you can play a PS2 game on the PS5. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. can also play an original Xbox game on the Xbox. Like I haven't been able to do that on the Xbox One. Yeah, I haven't been can. able to play my 360 yeah. games. You can. <laughs> oh yeah. well, then why want to let me? Uh, you gotta just make sure that it's actually like the they have about fifteen hundred plus games that are compatible. You gotta check. Oh, yeah. But so if I get a PS Five, I can play Crash Bandicoot on it. That is correct. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah but they're the coming out with the fourth one, so I mean, you're you're gonna be good either way. Yeah, but the original's the best. That's... Gosh, can we get a college basketball and football game to come out in twenty twenty one? That's the real I, I like question the out of yes. all of this. Yes. That's that's what the real yes, question college. is. I got NCAA 98, 99, 2000 that I can that I can lend you, uh, Steve um, Ernest. <laughs> yeah, so I I play NCAA basketball ten all the time, and somebody yeah. will message me from the PlayStation Network and say, "Dude, you're playing a really old game," and I'll tell them it still goes hard today. Yeah. Like you don't even know, like that is the game I, I will play. So I will spend hours on that thing. Um, like, but okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, when you're talking about sports games, obviously. I think I've, t- I've talked to you about that. Like, I don't play sports games, but the one that I really like is Madden 08, and it's become, like, 
dude, no, for real. It's a me. It's a it's a meme, but it is also a generally good Madden game. And and there's like a lot of people that joked around about it two years ago. Like, why don't they release Madden No Wait uh, Two? You know, the remake of it or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But when anyway, you and, that was- when you and I talked about that, I think it was like three weeks ago, and I started seeing it was getting popular again in conversations about the best video game and the best Madden play and the best player. Yeah, I, I immediately thought to what you were saying because you were like Madden 08. That's what got me in it. Like I was, yeah. I, I was sold to come right into Madden and I got Madden 08 and then life fell apart for me. Like, like I'm not, in, I'm like, I'm not even like I was a sports guy and I was like, oh, Hey, this is actually pretty fun. Then I tried Oh nine. I was like, Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> it was like so Damn. disappointing. So. Well, I think the debate is on um, Alec, Mark, you guys are still here. Butthole is still trying to get back on. Hopefully they will. But miles, you are going to be taking over as the trivia King for today. Before we go into that, let me explain just a bit as to what our home and home trivia is. So if you are new to home and home trivia and you're watching our contestants today, they will battle out facts and they will get 10 questions and points for every question that they get right. The person with the most points at the end of the trivia game will win a $25 gift card of their choice where Steve Reisner or just Paul will reach out and tell them, where do you want it? Where can we send it? And congratulations. So with our two contestants, Mark Guajardo, our ITL sports scientist today, and Alec Mesa, the labster and lifetime friend of the show. Let me go ahead and pass it off to our host, Miles Bloomquist. All right, boys. Uh, so in case you haven't already been informed, today's uh, 10 question trivia will cover some retro stuff, some records, including sales and consoles. Um, and also a little bit of esports, and there is one tiebreaker question in case that you guys are tied, and uh, hopefully it won't result in another tie. I don't think it will. I've made it pretty untieable, um, but I will give you guys a very easy one to start off with. So, the first question: Which highly anticipated sequel released in June of 2020, seven years after the original? Was it A. Red Dead Redemption 2, B. The Last of Us Part 2, C. Doom Eternal, or D, Animal Crossing New Horizons? Uh, Last of Us Part 2. Last of Us Part 2. Both get a point for that one. Um, All right, so uh, in case you don't know, Nintendo broke the record for the most copies sold in the first week with a Super Smash Bros. game, but which one was it? Was it the original, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, or Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Uh, Brawl. Most copies for, say it again. The most copies in the first week of release. Melee. And it, ooh, you both are wrong. It was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, what? Which is the Nintendo Switch version of Super Smash Bros. Melee I, I, me- was the- I meant that, yeah. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so we were talking about it before. The newest consoles are releasing this fall between the Xbox Series X and the PS5. Which console generation do they mark the beginning of? The 8th gen, the 9th gen, the 10th gen, or the 11th generation? Can you repeat that again? Sorry, I was literally... Okay, so both the Xbox Series X and PS5 release this fall. Which console generation do they mark the beginning of? The 8th, 9th, 10th, or 11th generation? The eighth. You're both incorrect. It is the ninth generation. Xbox One and PS4 started the eighth generation. 
Um, well, I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. I'll toss it a little bit back uh, retro here. Um, we're going to talk about the N64, which I know is a lot of people's favorite console of all time. It's a very infamous console. I think one that gets slept on in like the top discussion, but which of these games sold the most copies on the N64? Was it A, uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, B, Super Mario 64, C, Mario Kart 64, or D, GoldenEye 007? What was, what was A? The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Gosh. Uh... Sold the most copies. Ocarina of Time. Um, Mario Kart? This... Ooh, you are both wrong. Come again. on. It was, Dude. <laughs> it was Super Mario 64, which sold 200 million copies I, I thought it was. in its lifetime. I thought it was. Um, all right, next one. Uh, this is our first What's esports the score? question here. What's the score? It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's still one-to-one out it's of terrible. the first four questions. Um, uh, all right, so the next one here is our first esports question. Um, which esports... Uh, league has or which game has had the biggest prize pool in esports so far in 2020 so basically which competitive scene has so far paid out the most money to its winners or you know second place third place whatever um is it a dota 2 b fortnite c counter-strike global offensive or d league of legends uh, league of I mean, legends i would go with fortnite just because i I because that's like the popular game, but I I could be wrong. But I'll just sure. Oh, they paid that guy the one wrong. million. How are we both? They? You're both wrong again. Fortnite will probably end up being the highest paid prize pool in esports because they do have their hundred million dollar World Cup or whatever it is. But Dota Two right now is the highest paid at twenty million so far, uh, which was even a surprise to me. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, we all know that the free to play model for games has been huge recently. Obviously, you've seen the explosion of games like Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, you know, all games along that line. And it's been a very successful business model. But which free-to-play game has recorded the most players, they don't have to be active players, in 2020? Is it A, Call of Duty Warzone, B, World of Tanks, C, RuneScape, the original, or D, Fortnite? I got... I got... I heard Call of Duty Warzone, World of Tanks, and I, I didn't hear the rest. What was it? RuneScape, like the original version, or Fortnite. Oh, man. I swear I'm the better mo- than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear I'm smart in terms of games, but these are very good questions. I just, I am very dumb. Uh, I'm just going to go again with Fortnite. I, I have to assume that. I don't know. In 2020, the room RuneScape have a resurgence in 2020. I didn't think anybody still played that. Uh, dang it, man, that's a good one. Let me hear it one more time because I totally forgot. This... Okay, so which free-to-play game has recorded the most players, active or inactive, in 2020? Call of Duty Warzone, World of Tanks, RuneScape, or Fortnite? Warzone. Mark gets the point here. Oh, for thank Fortnite. God. Okay. I mean, I mean, 
I'm like, which, I mean, I know, I knew it. I mean, I'm kidding. Which no. by far and away is first place with 350 million profiles active on, or not active, but signed up with Fortnite. Once again, that big oh, if of if they're active or inactive players is yeah. in here. And to what you were saying earlier about RuneScape, RuneScape is actually surprisingly active. It is more active than World of Tanks um, as of right now. So it actually is third on that list. Good thing I didn't um, choose World of Tanks. <laughs> all right so the next one here is uh obviously you know classic games are being remade left and right you know the nostalgia comes back but with the graphics and gameplay of these new consoles and just seeing how that original vision uh has really come to life in uh with more graphic capability and obviously more teams and stuff like that so which of these games was most recently remade slash remastered was it a resident evil 3 b Final Fantasy VII, C, System Shock, or D, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening? What was D? The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Oh, shit. Uh, I think... Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, dang. Yeah, same. You both are right. Final Fantasy VII is the most recently remade or remastered game system shock is coming out later this year the legend of zelda was remade back in 2019 and resident evil 3 was actually released the week before final fantasy 7 so uh that one was really close there yeah uh, but you both get the point for that so it is three to two for mark um so let's get into some consoles here and talk about records um which of these consoles has sold the best of all time is it a the wii b xbox 360 C, the PlayStation 2, or D, the Nintendo DS? PlayStation 2. Um, dang. Did, wait, did you say 360 or no? The, the or, 360. Uh, I'll, I'll choose that one. You are not correct, Mark. It is the PlayStation 2. So Alec gets the points for that. So it is tied 3 to 3 here. Um, the next question we got going into... Uh, we got two questions left, and it is currently tied. So we got another esports question for you guys. Which of these esports leagues is not a real league? Is it A, the Call of Duty World League, B, Electronic Sports League, C, the Overwatch League, or D, the League of Legends World Championship? B, I think. They all sound real. First thought I had. I feel like the Overwatch one is called something else. I did do a little bit of wordplay on you guys here. Um, You are both incorrect. The League of Legends World Championship is not a real league, uh, but because League of Legends is in there, I did put in there. It's a tournament instead of a league so it's ran every year yeah. but it's not an active league call of duty world league and overwatch league are the real names and the electronic sports league which is one of the oldest leagues around um is now known as esl and it kind of they hold a lot of tournaments and leagues um about csgo dota 2 they're really a big proprietor in the esports scene so you guys are still tied at three to three going into the last question and the untieable um, trivia is tied in question <laughs> uh so I mean, when we, we mentioned earlier, we talked about some of the, you know, most favorite games of all time, but which game out of these four has sold the most units of all time? Is it A, Grand Theft Auto V, B, Red Dead Redemption 2, 
C, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, or D, Minecraft? I got the answers. Repeat the question, though, because I, I didn't quite hear that. Which, which game has sold the most units of all time? I would grant the photo five. Okay. That's just me. Uh, Minecraft. Ooh, and at the very last question, Minecraft is the correct answer. Minecraft has sold the most Dang. units of all time, which means that Mark loses this round. So congratulations. The lapsters go back to back. Yeah. Dang. Good game, Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I chose Damn. Minecraft because all the little kids play that now, man. So, you know, you, you I, gotta... I, I don't know why I didn't think Minecraft. I should, I knew it. Oh my god. Well, they play that too, but I figured Minecraft was the easier one. So. In case you want to know, I'll pull up the uh, the record here. But um, which were most uh, sales for a game ever? Minecraft came in at uh, two hundred plus million. Um, on a technic, on a technicality, Tetris is the most sold, but only because they've done like deals with like units selling into arcades and stuff like that. Um, so I, I didn't really classify that because it wasn't actual people buying them. It was you know a lot of different businesses stuff buying the systems and whatnot. So um, I thought that under a technicality, Tetris has 500 million plus sold. But in terms of actual people buying a game, Minecraft is the most sold with 200 plus million all time. Okay. And like an embarrassing thing for me is like I I worked at GameStop for like a year and a half, so they gave they they do have meetings where like oh this game blah 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 and so I I sold Minecraft so many times why didn't I just say that <laughs> <laughs> that's all I kept thinking like oh, Alec man. you have won the ITL trivia the lapsters go back to back you get your thirty seconds of fame what is your Sweet. championship speech I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> Dang it. Gonna... <laughs> no, nah, it's really cool. It's, it's, uh, I mean, that, I, that, wasn't, that wasn't easy at all. I was like, oh, there's going to be some cool retro questions, you know, like Mario and shit like that. And it's not like, so I'm just glad I won. That's good. I had like my own, like, I don't know. In my mind, I, I was mentally prepared for like, like video game questions. I guess I was expecting like, oh, they're not going to go. They're not going to ask like these complex questions about units or anything. Yeah, like what color is Mario's I mean, hat? That's yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, those are really good questions. Like, yeah, wow. yeah, those questions were really good. Good job, Miles. Your first time hosting the Home and Home Trivia. I think you did a fantastic job. Round of applause for you, Mark. You came in a close second. How are you feeling, buddy? Sucks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ah, I'm all right. It's whatever. I just uh... <laughs> I thought that Minecraft question would be such an easy one for the both of you. <laughs> There was, there, I mean, honestly, there was a lot of like ones like after the answer came out, I was like, wow, that's so common sense thinking back on it. But I don't know. I think I was just overthinking it. Oh, man, dude. I don't know. realize that I, have, I don't play that many games as I used to, you know, so I don't really keep up with all that. It's funny, though, because GTA 5 does have a record for sale or for sales, but it was because they had the most sec or sales in the first 24 hours of a game's release. But yeah. Not all time, unfortunately. 
I'll tell you what, good trivia, guys. Alec, look out in your Twitter DMs for Steve or Paul to get back to you with that $25 gift card. Congratulations. Lobsters represented well. I remember when I said you were chosen for the video game trivia, you were hyped, and now it seems like you're a little defeated. So go sharpen (laughs) up on that knowledge. But I'm excited. (laughs) This trivia segment was brought to you by Taquito Express down in beautiful Brownsville, Texas. Down by the border wall, you can get your all-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99 catch those beautiful taco spreads on our latest video that Mark put together that showed Taquito Express's delicious oh. taco plates. So excited. <laughs> Thank you guys for your, for your competitiveness, for bringing that heat. Let's bring down that tension. Don't you guys won't kill each other. I'm pretty sure. But <laughs> We're going to go over to our last segment of the night, which is where we have our comedy and watch him fume from the ears. Steve Reisner with triple T's <laughs> with Steve. What's going on, fellas? Uh, Ernest, I, I know you were a little worried that, you know, maybe because I, I haven't been posting as much about it, but maybe I didn't have anything this week. No, people have not gotten intelligent yet. <laughs> Just live by. I have this new motto that you are all stupid until proven intelligent. Steve, Steve, you before know, you start. Steve, before you start, I just I need you to mention the the worst take account and the debate that you had to join in on there because I oh, I, I had to I had to defend the Patriots, so I need you to expose them. I need you to expose them. I, I stuck my neck out for you. Just keep in I mind, even, worst okay, take first, is going to be on this show next week. Oh, so, oh I'm going to come chat oh, mad shit. Oh, you, you know I'm there. Oh, you know I'm there. Oh, you know I'm there. Oh, well, know I'm there. Then I hope they know I've had them muted for a very long time, <laughs> and I mute them. When Miles tagged me in the comment, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a good one. This is a thread that Miles tagged me in that I've already had someone muted. So, yeah, that, that I, don't, I don't even want to go into that. First of all, horrible marketing on them calling you a casual, Miles, because <laughs> you clearly know more about football than they do. So, nice job, fellas. <laughs> Fucking worst marketing in the Barstool Sports. Eh, oh. Maybe not as bad. I do, want, I, I do want to caveat something before you start your, your triple T's. And, and I know, I know we're, we're pushing the hour mark here. But, Steve, you cannot use Adam Schefter as a source for your, for your, for your t- Twitter takes. Cam Newton is officially a patriot. It's not a terrible take. That really happened. Okay. The, 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 you have to make sure you knew that. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. We got, we got the takes. <laughs> <laughs> I got right. the takes. I'll make it quick. <laughs> it is with it, Steve. <laughs> Oh, shit, raining on me. What the fuck? Oh, someone's sprinkler. So the terrible take is us listening to Steve brag about Um, to them for two months? So, first of all, the first (laughs) one we got is um, this fucking Taylor Kyles, who's a Patriots fan, and he ends up going on this whole tangent the other day. We're calling out usernames now. Oh, yeah, he's a clown. He, uh... He, he is a Patriots fan, but he, he's a clown. He got us all pissed off and got mad at me. So he uh, he was saying how Cam Newton is more of a physically gifted athlete than Tom Brady, which I don't disagree with. He follows us up with Tom Brady, we all know, is a below-average athlete. This, I mind you, is a guy – that at 42 years old can still throw a ball 65 yards in the year and was drafted into two professional sports leagues. So I wouldn't call him a below average athlete by any, any metric, but he ends up following this up with 
I would take prime cam over Tom Brady, and anybody who understands football would agree with me. And, uh, who here understands football? Would you guys take prime Cam Newton's one season over uh, Tom Brady's, like, 20 years of prime? No, I think I'm, I think I'm good with uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, I think I take yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, now we got that out of the way. Um, next up, I have a radio ramble by Mr. Rob Parker, a uh, real genius sort he is. Uh, maybe you guys know him as the most famous patriotator of all time. Uh, Rob Parker went on a ramble the other day about how Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, no matter if they had any involvement in the Bengals incident, should be barred from the Hall of Fame and thrown out of the NFL and have their records taken away from them. Because a documentary crew filmed the sideline with permission from the Bengals. Yes, yes, we should keep the best coach in the history of football out of the Hall of Fame over this. Yes, yes. that makes sense, Rob Parker. By the way, Rob Parker in like 2013 made this whole statement that if the Patriots made the AFC championship game and he was moving to uh, Alaska and never coming back, and they just kept making AFC championship games after that. And I mean, he never actually moved to Alaska, only in America. Only in America could an idiot like Rob Parker have a job. <laughs> uh, and now, now I have to go even more. Um, so this one was, I sent this one to Paul earlier. This one came in just in time, guys. One of my favorite bad takes I've ever seen in my life. In a boxing match, LeBron James would knock out and contain prime Mike Tyson. Okay, now I, I understand you LeBron stands just need to make him like the best at fucking everything. Okay, first of all, for any of you who don't understand, boxing and basketball are two completely different skill sets, completely different muscles, different footwork, different technique. It's different all the way across the board. Any pro basketball player is going to have a hard time with any pro fighter. Mike Tyson wasn't just any pro fighter. That was Mike Tyson. Nobody could knock out or contain Iron Mike. You don't contain Iron Mike Tyson. That's literally it's not even a thing. I just, 12 year olds gotta stop talking about sports. Um, That's a now, really bad take. And like now, that, that should have been probably the epitome of the, of the segment, but that's a bad take. <laughs> Uh, and, well, and I, I want to caveat also that you having all these memorized <laughs> is, is pretty fantastic. Yeah, I, I kind of wing it and pull them up from my head as I go. Uh, so the last one that I had to save, it's not the best, the worst Twitter take, but since I have the most to say about it, it's the, la it's the uh, last one of the night here. As we had this Philly fan, he was talking about, uh, you know, Cam Newton signing in Boston, uh, well, New England. And so he, uh, he has some comments to make about Boston and apparently how everyone here is racist because, you know, a 14, 15-year-old virgin from Philadelphia knows all about that. So he says, uh, for one, it's illegal to play football while black in Boston. Um, first of all, the Patriots play in Foxborough, Massachusetts. There is no football arena in the city of Boston, and there never has been. 
Two. Uh, I'm pretty sure there are a few black guys on that team. Just and have been for a while. I don't know. Maybe a few. Like, I, Ty Law comes to mind. Yeah, I don't know. But a few guys come to mind there. Uh, you know, my, meanwhile, we started a black quarterback in 2016. His name was Jacoby Brissett. We're the ones who drafted him and brought him into the league. Yeah, so thank you. And then he followed this up with, um, Tim is about to learn that he's going into a city that makes Alabama look progressive in race relations. So, since the city of Philadelphia wants to chime in how racist I am in Boston, let's talk about Philadelphia, shall we? You should uh, call Luke. <laughs> I was hoping Luke was on. I saw him coming on the thread. I was hoping he was on here. So, first of all, Philadelphia once had this very openly racist and proudly racist mayor named, by the name of Frank Rizzo. Not only did they make this guy a mayor, they built him a fucking statue. And they fucking defended that statue during the riots. Now, after that, Philadelphia built a statue of Rocky Balboa, a fictional white Italian guy. But I still don't see no statue of Joe Frazier, the legendary real-life black box in Philadelphia. <laughs> Do I now? No. And then... There is also in Philadelphia, they are famous for the Roger Taney Little League. Now, does anyone here know who Roger Taney was? Here, Roger Taney was a federal judge in the 1800s. In 1857, Roger Taney was the majority decision in the Scott versus Sanford case. So in 1857, Roger Taney voted that black people do not have human rights in the United States of America and Philadelphia named their goddamn Little League program after him. Meanwhile, in Boston, the first black NHL player in the history of the NHL, the first black athlete drafted into the NBA, the first black head coach in the NBA, and the first black starting five in the NBA. And a streak, actually, we renamed Yawkey Way after David Ortiz. So, uh, if anyone in Philadelphia wants to talk, yeah, um, build yourself a fucking Joe Frazier statue and, I don't know, do something. Steve got so heated, he went after the Little League program of Philadelphia <laughs> in, in, in his Twitter takes. <laughs> you guys didn't think I had all that information, did you? That yeah, that's tripled. right, Philly fans. You didn't think I was that smart. That is Triple T with Steve. <laughs> and that, that is brought to you by Triple Double Basketball Academy down in the Rio Grande Valley. Luckily, they are named after a basketball stat that's tracked and not some racist guy from 1857. <laughs> but they are found in the Rio Grande Valley. Get your kids the skills they need for basketball down in Harlingen, Texas. Thank you, Steve. As, as always, we appreciate your Triple T's and how fumed you get. Um, and, you know, with all of our listeners and whoever is still with us and whoever is listening to this, um, let's remind all of them how they can find you and let's get your end of show one-liner. I'll start with you, Miles. Uh, tell them where we can find you and what your one-liner is. You can follow me on Twitter at the Phantom Jazzy. Um, you want to play games? I play PC. I play PS4. You can hit me up. I'm pretty bored right now. Uh, and um, fucking watch Frostbite Sports Podcast debuting next week. 
Good plug. Dre. <clears throat> I've actually got some breaking news that we forgot to mention. Oh. Uh, baseball related. No, Steve, not anything related to your Buccaneers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking is. So, Who, Chicago Cubs. Don't they have a really old quarterback? What? Don't the Buccaneers have like a really old quarterback? He's your favorite player, your hero. <laughs> That's what you're, he, he just sur- he just surpassed Vinny Testaverde as your favorite player. All right. Um, Somebody dropped their phone. Steve. Anyway, um, so uh, Jose Quintana, Chicago Cubs pitcher, actually uh, went into surgery on his left thumb because he got hurt washing his dishes at home. So. There you go. Breaking news. Uh, and anyway, where, you can follow can they me find at Dre2124. I talk wrestling, football. I give uh, Steve a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> and I do some giveaways as well. So, Couldn't tell from your suck at Steve name tag on the bottom there. Let me go ahead and go to just Paul. <laughs> Let's get your one-liner and your send-off where people can find you. Uh, uh, it's at Steel Curtain P-E-H. Uh, Speaking of giveaways, we're going to give away a jersey to start the NBA season. Uh, so chime in tonight's episode, retweet it, and put in there Steve's catchphrase, only in America, and you'll be registered to come on and do trivia with Ernest and uh, win a jersey to start the NBA season. Uh, also, just one more little plug. If you guys haven't seen it, check out This Is, this is Us Women's Softball from the Texas area. Big story down there. Um, just do your own research about it. We're trying to get it, uh, you know, uh, support for them. Follow their website and uh, donate to their cause. Very good organization. And uh, everything else, just take care of each other and be a good human being. Uh, how, how do we donate, Paul? It's just a, their website. This is us.com. It's uh, their softball team. Their uh, their general manager pretty much spoke for them about uh, you know basically not standing you know standing for the national anthem and that they didn't believe in Black Lives Matter. They all left the team. Um, there's Olympians on there. Um, they've represented their country. Um, they started their own organization and they're uh, trying to get together and just make it through the summer. So this is us dot dot com. Thanks, Paul. And that's a terrific story. So if you haven't read that, I, I, I highly suggest doing that and, and donate. It's just as important as everything else going on. Steve, I'm going to have you come on next before I let our guests give their sign-off as well. Give us your sign-off in a one-liner. Uh, you can follow me uh, at Reisner underscore Steven. Follow at Blue Collar MG. And um, the AFCE still runs through Foxborough. We had that debate earlier in the show, and everybody agreed it was Buffalo, but we understand your biased take. When as- was it ever going through Buffalo? 
Are, are you people doing drugs when I'm not Miles, here? Miles is on your side. He he said unbiased that, that New England has the team to beat. And I think Dre just came on and said Bill's Mafia. So don't worry. We will, we will have to see it. We will have Miles to see is it. trying to get promoted. <laughs> promoted for what? I have no idea. Exactly. Let me let me bring on Alec, although, our lobster although, listener. Hold on. Although, Go ahead, although I should I should preface before I defended the Patriots, I said fuck the Patriots and fuck them ten times over. That oh, is uh, that is true. That is true. Remember when Arthur like Blake the- came down the sidelines like when there was still a whole fourth quarter left to hey, play? Hey, remember when Robert Kraft went to a massage Joe- parlor? Yeah, dude, fucking so much. This episode has gone way. You, you, you haven't, you haven't, gone to blowjob with an Asian girl to massage parlor. You have This, this episode's <laughs> gone so long that Steve no longer has a shirt on. Steve is taking his clothes off. Holy shit! Steve's taking his clothes off. It must be nine o'clock or Central Time because the clothes are coming off. We started talking about Vinny Testaverde, and that happened. Oh my god. I was sweating. <laughs> a long walk home. <laughs> Alec, welcome to to ITL and the Lobster Listener of the Week. Tell people <laughs> where they can come find back you and and uh, and give everybody a one liner. Uh, it was great being here. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I guess if you want to follow on Twitter, my <coughs> handle's right there. I know a little bit about video games. I guess I know a lot more about movies. <laughs> And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it was it was very fun. Well, if we have a movie trivia, you're, you're definitely gonna be back on, man. We'll we'll reach out. Oh wait, yeah. why don't we do a movie trivia? Uh, that'll be yeah, in the future. That? That's that's in August. Dibs, that's in August. Dibs oh. on curating that. Dibs on curating that. I'm gonna fucking Deal. bust Steve's balls. I'm gonna bust Steve's <laughs> fucking balls. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming for your shit right now, buddy. I'm we coming have, for we it. We have to end this show, Mark. Miles, you're getting demoted. Mark, your first ep- your first episode as a sports scientist, buddy. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Yeah, Come I give failed. You- <laughs> give us your one-liner and give us your sign up where people can find you. Uh, well, just uh, follow me uh, under uh, Rated Merc on Twitter and also under Rated Merc on uh, YouTube where I talk pop culture and movies and uh, mainly Star Wars stuff, but a lot, mainly movies. And... Uh, and uh, be kind. Rewind. I don't know. I can't really think of a send off. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I liked it. I liked you it. Should fuck, you should follow Mark because this motherfucker is the biggest supporter of your Twitter account. If you do, this dude is the homie. Likes and retweets all my shit. <laughs> this is like what? Dude, Thank you. He really does. Wow. <laughs> oh, you got yourself homie. a number one fan now. Mark, oh, thanks, Mark, Mark is one of the goat Mark, followers. Mark, let me let me let me let me tell you, Mark. Um, tell everybody, enlighten them. What what's your highest uh, viewed video on YouTube? Uh, some it's a it's a uh, Spider Man edit where I added like clips from like all the Spider Man movies, and it has like I think almost four million views on it. That's what so, I'm talking about, guys. It's pretty sick. That yeah. that's the man right there. And if you haven't seen it, go be a part of the four million and see it. It's freaking incredible. It's pretty so, sick. No. I am I am definitely a fan, Mark. And so let me do Howard sign off. It's a small one. Thank you to everyone for joining us tonight. You can find me, your host, Ernest Silva, at the Sport Gene on all accounts: Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. 
um, please come follow us on Twitch. We go on there and talk to nobody if there's nobody on there. So that's really, really bad. So go on there. It's 4th of July weekend. You should be off tomorrow. If you're not, go complain to your management. Go enjoy the weekend. Um, even you, Miles, go enjoy the weekend and be a part of this awesome holiday. And, uh, you know, a, a special thank you from Into the Lab and Blue Collar Media Group. Um, for joining us tonight everybody be safe out there and uh, my one-liner is uh, is is gonna be pretty short and sweet thank you all for listening bye you've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the sports genes into the lab podcast Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow The Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.